Well, hey, Harvest Church, good morning, everybody. How you good doing? Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day. Again, you know, it's kind of like birthday month. So we're just going to celebrate love all month long. I love yes, you. I love you. Are you with somebody you love today? <laughs> <laughs> you got to love yourself before you can love anybody That's right. else. That's right. Come on, that'll preach. All right, I'm Pastor Kevin. Super glad you're here. Hey, if you're watching us on Facebook Live or our amazing Harvest Church Mobile app, or where else family could they be? Venue. Family venue. Hey, guys over there. Or the website, all of our digital folks. Howdy. All right, we're in a series called Swipe Right. Week number one, we said there's a whole lot of swiping going on. And if you don't know what Swipe Right means, uh, Google it. But here's the quick version that there's an app called Tinder. If you like somebody, you swipe right. And if somebody you swipe right and then somebody swipes right back, then you have a match. And we talked about how people are using that app as like a digital modern-day booty call. Yes, we have children's church. You need to take your kids there now. All right, so um, we, we said how that sexual purity is actually, well, sexy. So um, if you don't believe me, you should try it. <laughs> we said that um, God's way is the best way. For example, if you go to Home Depot, you buy a chainsaw, you don't see the owner's manual with all the instructions and go, dang it, Home Depot, they don't want me to have any fun. Look at all these rules. No. They just don't want you to chop your arm That's off. Right. So, they want but, you to just go by the rules because it works better. It that works way. better that way, and nobody gets hurt. So the Bible, God invented sex. So if you want to have the best sex of your entire life, do it God's way because he, uh, he invented it. He, he knows all more about it than anybody and so uh, if you will have sex God's way, you will have the best sex of your entire life. So if you missed session number one, we talked about all that. If you want to go back on our archive or our YouTube channel and check that out, right? Yes. 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 Because sex is good. Kevin likes to say if there's no other reason amen, than to serve God than just the fact that he invented sex, that's a good enough reason to serve God. I love Jesus. <laughs> Can we just raise our hands right now? And sing you're hallelujah. the one who came to church on Valentine's weekend, so you're <laughs> asking for it. No. no, but today, so then last week last we week, talked about... Um, the four laws that govern yeah. love. Yes. And those laws are kind of like the laws of aerodynamics. Yes. If you know how those laws work, you can fly a plane. And if you break those laws, your plane is going to crash and burn. So the same way in marriage and in relationships, if you break those laws, you're going to crash and burn. I mean, 50% of marriages fail. So if 50% of airplanes failed, how many of you would still fly? Not many so of you. So, like, no wonder so many people are not wanting to get married, and they don't want to really make that commitment. Mm. But what we likened it unto last week was like a garden. Yes. And, you know, when you sow seeds, really good seeds, into good soil, you get beautiful plants like you see up here. But when right. they're neglected, like a couple of the back plants here were kind of neglected this past <laughs> week, I think. Didn't get as much sunlight, and you know they lost their blooms, and that <laughs> happens in marriage too. So we, you, you kind of, uh, you get, you, you reap what you sow. Yeah, you got to so tend your garden. Yes, it's important to tend your garden. So this week, yes, we're super excited to we're talk, talk to about you the about key that unlocks your <laughs> spouse's heart. The key that unlocks your spouse's heart. So marriage does work. Uh, just because 50% of marriages crash and burn doesn't mean that yours has to. 
Um, we're going to show you some things that you can do to guarantee 100% chance of success if you abide by these things. So, uh, there are struggles in any relationship, but we don't want to just focus on that because there's also some fun in relationships. And a lot of times, and Adrian said this in the first service, uh, some friends of ours just came to town for the weekend, the best friends, and we kind of celebrated Valentine's Day together, went on a date night. And, uh, but these two friends have become gym rats. And so what they wanted to do, they were like, we want to work into our 24 hours that we have to spend together. We want to go to the gym and work out. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and so, so my friend, she's on the way, and she texts me, and she says, so would you like to be my victim? I mean, client. She's a physical therapist, too. So she's like, she has clients. So, so I was her victim. And, and like, y'all, like, like, this hurt. Just then, just walking. like just getting up out of that chair. So <laughs> she worked me out hard, and I'm like, I'm excited. So she made a plan for me. But, you know, I don't know about you, but I want to look like she's starting to look. She's eating all this yucky food and, and going to the gym all the time. And I'm, so I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get a little jealous of her waistline. But I don't really want to do what she's doing to look that way. And so like, then I still look like this. Can we ice cream brownies still look like, you know, I know. So, yeah, in fact, I had a brownie yesterday. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. Helps her recover from her workout. Yeah, you know, maybe balance out <laughs> a little bit. But, I mean, it was Valentine's weekend, and we sure. I didn't really have, you know. So, you know, then you go through excuses, and you start justifying. But so, so same thing in marriage. Yeah. A lot of people look at our marriage because we were talking the other day, and I mean, we really have an amazing marriage. We, we, have, we have what uh, everybody wants, honestly. We have a great marriage. Marriage and, works. And our marriage works. It's fun. We love each other. We invest in our marriage. Yep. It's not perfect. And our kids will tell you that if you talk to them and ask them about our marriage. They'll, they'll tell you we're not perfect, but it works. But yes. the reason it works, you know, people want our marriage, but they don't want to do what it takes to get our marriage. And so right here in the beginning, I wanted to kind of do something fun. And I want to share with you guys some things that you can sow. I want to sow some things into your marriage cool. because, you know, we read books. A lot of the difference between my marriage and yours is probably about 50 books. <laughs> and so here are a few of just fun books that we found online. We don't, we have some things like these that we uh, do, and because sometimes it's not just the books about, you know, how to recover from an affair, if you have dealt with that, or, oh, cool. or all the hard parts of marriage, but like this one, for example, is the little book of great dates, because sometimes what you need in your marriage is just more fun, and hmm. so who wants a little more fun in your marriage and wants, wants this, this book? Okay, all right. All right, Brent, come on up here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. I have a feeling we're going to get to uh, benefit from this fun and go out on the boat with y'all more. <laughs> That's That should be like one day in there. I like fun. So okay, we gave awesome. away a book that I bought for my wife for Christmas, and it's called A Year of Us. And it's conversations, and you kind of journal your conversations for 365 days. 
And, and those are a lot of fun because they're conversation starters because a lot of times us guys need help starting the conversation. So here's, here's one of those little books, and it says, here's question number one. What are two things that, that happened today, and how did you feel about them? All right, now that's basic and simple, but a lot of times men, we can tell you two things that happened, but we don't know how we felt about them. We're like, feelings? What are those? And men come emotionally unassembled, and our, wi- our wives kind of wire us up, you know, and uh, that's what they do. Adrian, in the beginning of our marriage, he's like, kind of like, zit, zit. Do you feel that right there? That's an emotion. Get used to those. So anyway, anybody want a conversation starter for your relationship? Anybody? Anybody? Okay. I saw your hand first. Keep putting that hand up. You're going to win something. All right. There you go. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. What and else this- we got? This last one that we want to give away is called Couples Therapy Workbook. So this one (laughs) is awesome. You already got hands going up. Yes, that's right. I think this is the first hand that I saw over here. I'll give this one to you guys. So this workbook is going to help you discuss who you are um, as a couple, uh, who you are individually, how do you work, and what do you actually want. So enjoy and We're gonna work give you a, through some things with this workbook. Work it out. Awesome. We're going to give you some free resources right now. So uh, we are big fans of Pastor Jimmy Evans and Marriage on the Rock. You can go to YouTube and watch any of his stuff, yes. and it'll help you. It's awesome, and it's free, uh, or any of his resources. They're just good stuff. Yes. Yep. Because the bottom line, that was just kind of a little, we wanted to do that to show you, you need to invest. If you have yes. not invested into books and and time to watching YouTube videos. You know what? I I just, I stand amazed at couples that come to us and they're so desperate and and it is really sad some of the things that they've been through, but then they leave our office and don't do what we ask them to do. But, and then they come back right. the second time, and they haven't done what we asked them to do, and then they wonder why it's still not working. It's kind of like the trainer who says, eat this and do <laughs> this workout. Okay. Yes. And you never do it. Why am I still fat? Yeah, so I can't throw stones because then that's kind of my area. So we all are <laughs> hey, uniquely speaking, screwed up in our own special way, like you say. Amen. So, but. So if you're here today and you're single, we want you to take extra notes because you probably want to be married one day. And if you are in the middle of a struggling relationship, the things that we share today, if you will implement them, we will guarantee you that you will see progress and results. All right, so marriage still works. We want to, we want to boldly declare to you that if you work the rules, the laws of relationships, there's a 100% chance of you having a successful marriage and relationship. Yes. All right, so let's get into it. Um, We're going to tell you today about the key that unlocks your spouse's heart, and we're going to go to Ephesians 5. We're going to find the keys there, so open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. And as you're turning to Ephesians 5, and as they're putting verse 21 up on the screen, we want you to know that God never does anything to hurt us, to harm us, only to help us. So when we read these things, these are things to benefit us, not to hurt or harm us. Let's get into it. Verse 21 is the verse that every man on the planet, whether he's a Christian or not, has memorized. And it says, that's verse 20, uh, that's the next verse. Wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Every man does that verse. (laughs) It says, the next verse before it though says, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So we submit to one another. And then it says, wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Goes on to say, husband, the husband is the head of the wife. As Christ, the head of the church and the savior of the body. Therefore, just as uh, the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands and everything. 
I know a lot of women are like, well, if my husband, I would submit to my husband as the Lord if he would act anything remotely like the Lord. But we're going to get into that in just a minute as well. He goes on to say, husbands, all the men say, that's me. Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word and present her to himself glorious, <coughs> excuse me, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and without blemish. Verse 28, I'm going to have my wife pick up and start reading here so that I can. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. We, the, the husband is to love and cherish the wife, just like the Lord loves and cherishes the church. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Everybody say, leave and cleave. <laughs> there you go. This is a great mystery. Amen. But I oh, speak sorry. concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Let her see that she respects mm, her husband. That's good. Not let her husband make sure that she respects her husband. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Most spouses like what the verse says about the other spouse. Like, I like that it says she needs to respect and honor me, and she likes that it says that I should love her. But a lot of times in relationships, the other one's afraid to go first. Who's going to go first, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, you <clears throat> know, the thing is, is if we would just focus on our part, then it would be a lot better. <clears throat> it makes me think about when, when the Lord told you, uh, not to ever ask him for money to go to India again. Right. He was praying and asking God to supply his need for a missions trip. You would think that would be a fine prayer, right? Lord, sure. supply my need for my missions trip. Mm -hmm. And he was in prayer, and the Lord said, don't ever ask me for money for the mission again. Mm. You mind your business, and I'll mind mine. Because the word, and he took the Lord took him to Matthew 6, 33, that right. says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yes. And, and um, I'll add all these things to you. Amen? Yes. And so God's job, so really it like shifted something in his heart. And I remember when that happened, he, right. when like he just stopped mm. being anxious or worried about mm. the, about money for, for men, for ministry yep. and just was like, God, I'm doing my parts to preach. I'm obeying the call right. and I expect you to do your part. And when mm. you really do that, you know, that's love because perfect love casts out fear and you mm. stop being afraid that the other one's going to keep their part or not. Mm. And so a huge part for us in marriage is, you know, I just, I mind my business and I expect him to mind his. And so I focus on, on respecting him, whether he deserves it or not. And it, and then I expect him to focus on, on loving me, whether I deserve it or not. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, especially men, we get it in our head. Well, you know, bless God, I'm the head of the house, and even the Bible says so. And here's the thing, though, guys, that the head of the house doesn't mean that you sit in the big comfy chair and hold the clicker. That's not what being the head of the house means. It means that you sacrificially lay your life down for your bride like Jesus sacrificially laid his life down for his bride. That's, that's true headship or leadership. Now, what woman does not want to be married to a guy like that? 
Amen. All right. <laughs> now, here's, here's something that Adrian asked in the first service, and that is simply this. She said, well, what do you do if your bride is not, uh, how did you being, phrase it? Being lovable. Yeah, if she's not being lovable or being huggable or, you know, how to, uh, so here's the thing, guys. When Jesus laid his life down for his bride, she was not being lovable. In fact, the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, while we were declared ourselves to be his enemy, that's when Jesus became the head of the house and he laid his life down for the bride. You know, and and when you do that for me, I might be, you know, not really deserving of his love. I mean, I'm sure that's only happened a couple of times. I don't ever. Even remember ever. But Never. but you know, there are so many there are there are times when I'm just like maybe giving him heck or I'm just not really maybe being the wife that I am called to be. And he loves me anyway. I mean, what that does to me, it it makes it it brings hmm. me up. It it makes me want to be more lovable, you know, and the same yeah. is true sure. you know, and, when we and, respect them. You know, you guys, some of you have heard our testimony. We have been happily married for 25 years, and 25 out of 27 ain't bad. <laughs> and so the, any time that we've had major problems in our marriage, it's because I did not love her anyway. I didn't go first. I wasn't the head of the house. And so she wasn't acting lovable, so I'm like, well, bless God, if she ain't going to be lovable, I ain't going to love her. I'll teach that sister a lesson. And then we got on a vicious cycle, and right. I'm like, talk to the hand, because I'm not respecting I ain't respecting, respecting him. You. And I'm like, you ain't going to respect me? All right. You can do your own dishes, and you can, you know, and so, <laughs> so, and then we got on this vicious cycle. But it wasn't until we both turned our hearts towards God and towards each yes. other that we got off the vicious cycle and got back on a victorious cycle. You can get on whatever cycle you want to get on. It's just up to you. So you can have the quality of whatever quality of marriage that you decide to have is the quality of marriage that you can have. It's not up to God. It's up to you. And so what does it mean to be the head of the house? It means you go first, fellas. It doesn't mean that, bless God, woman, you submit to me. No. It, it bring, you rattle your glass when you're out of iced tea, and that means she comes oh, over oh, and fills oh, it up. Oh, oh. That's not what it means to be the head of the house. No, no, no. It that means... does not happen at my house. <laughs> that because is I don't called drink male sweet... chauvinist pig. That's what that's called. Yeah, because I don't drink sweet tea. But anyway. Um... <laughs> but on the other hand, what does happen at my house, do you see how it's at my house? It is our house. But it's what... our house. It's our house. <laughs> but wait, what... wait, who's the head wait, of our house? You are. Well, but no, Jesus is. There you go. Yeah, Jesus is the head of our house. And so what does happen at our house is if I see his glass empty, there definitely have been times when I might just say, hey, honey, I'm going to get something to drink. Do you want something? Yeah. You know, like just kind of being nice to each other. Fortunately, <laughs> my glass is always half full. So. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> Here's our point. In Ephesians chapter 5, where it says, wives, respect your husbands, husbands, love your wives. There are no victims in Ephesians 5 there's only victors. If you will do what Ephesians 5 instructs you to do, you will have victory in your marriage. No, neither one of you will be a victim in marriage. Yeah, and you know, whether you have a great marriage or a struggling marriage or whether you're single, this applies to you because it, this is just everyday life. It's not like one one-time thing and it's, and it's done. I mean, right. it, I don't care how good your marriage is. You're not above this <laughs> right. because 
this is just life. I mean, there are opportunities yeah. day in and day out that we can choose to be offended with each other or sure. we can we can choose to love anyway or respect each other anyway. Yeah. And so in the mm. same, if you're dating, you know, this applies if you're dating, this applies to any relationship, really. But uh, but but listen, I just want to talk for a minute to you single people. If you are oh, single, if you are single and you are in a relationship and you start seeing symptoms of your uh lover not doing some of these things you need to run or you need to like address them right away yeah. don't think that you're going to change them <clears throat> or that but, it'll get better in yeah, marriage it yeah. actually just gets magnified it, in yes. marriage marriage is a magnifier yeah whatever you are it's just going to magnify the problems or the the greatness of it so, so. we're going to read another verse to you it's in first peter chapter three. First peter chapter three we're going to go to verses three four five and six and this is, and it's actually speaking to the ladies here, and it says, do not let your adornment merely be outward. So it's okay to get all gussied up and to try to be pretty, but don't stop there, right? Right? Right. Because like my dad used to say, beauty, son, beauty's only skin deep, but ugly goes all the way to the bone. <laughs> my version of that is the happy girls are prettier. Don't you agree? It's so true. <laughs> so don't let your adornment just, just be outward. And he says, arranging your hair, getting your hair did, wearing gold, putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be a meek, mousy, silent woman because we all have different personalities. And if you are a Cajun woman, for example, you ain't going to be quiet. But you can still have a gentle and quiet spirit, even if your personality is bold or bubbly. Like, I did not marry a, a quiet, shy woman. Actually, in some settings, she is shy. But she's a very outspoken, strong woman, which I like because uh, I, don't, I, just, I like that. I don't want a little mousy, uh, wimpy woman. And uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you that a lesser man could not handle this woman. Amen. You are <laughs> such a man. Oh, stop it. <laughs> but she's a very um, plain spoken person. Like you never wonder what she means because she's going to tell you. Isn't that right? Yes, I will lay it out there like hash. Whether I, and, I, and I really work on that. I wish. You just have no idea for these 17 years how much I've tried to be a pink and pretty pastor's wife. I'm just not. I'm more like red and black. I just... That's just how God made me, you yeah. know? And when I finally stopped trying to be the syrupy, sweet person that I'm not. And there's nothing wrong with syrupy, sweet people because yeah. some of you are that. But it's also there's also nothing wrong with my personality because, I right. mean, well, there are probably some things wrong with my personality. <laughs> but I'm just saying. like You can work we, that out in therapy. Yeah, don't worry about well, it. I mean, we're just all... We're all different, and We're God different. made me the way he made me for a reason. Yes. And and when you begin to celebrate mm. that, you know, that when you begin to celebrate right. yourself and how God made you, then you will act, that will actually strengthen your relationships. Yeah, because a meek and quiet spirit means not rough or loud, but, but it actually means an honoring spirit. So even though she's not quiet, she is honoring and, and I'll tell you this, it goes on to say in this same passage, we're in 1 Peter 3, this is around verse 5, it says, having a meek and quiet spirit is very precious in the sight of God. Here's verse 5. 
For in this manner, in former times, holy women who trusted God also adorned themselves, being submissive or honoring to their husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. She honored him, whose daughter you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. In other words, Satan uses fear, God uses faith. So you can, by faith, honor your husband, and the Bible says that it will actually draw him to closer to God, and it will draw him to being a better man. And I can testify to this, because when, when, we, were at the, when we were in the dating age of our life, there were lots of pretty girls, and, uh, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, there were lots of pretty girls that wanted to go out with me. <laughs> And there's still beautiful women in the world. Yeah, but you, want, you want to know what happened? Oh, Lord Jesus. So, so I'm like in nursing school, and I, I'm about to go into nursing school and be a nurse and make all this money. Oh, well, happy anyway. But um, so, no, the Lord, I finally answered the call of God on my life. Right. I, I went to Bible college. We got back in touch with each other, and he sets me up to go in room with all these girls that I find out later he had been out with. Like everybody at Bible college he had been out with, I think. And all of my friends were like secretly in love with him. It was really awkward. Okay, so. But I got him. So. <laughs> so, yes. What happened was I only went out with those girls like once or twice. And I was like, nah, nah. But he nah. left out that little tiny detail. And here I'm in a lease. An but we didn't have any, any, anything inappropriate happen, so I could still be oh friends with, with these girls. But my point being is yes. that though there were lots of pretty girls, <laughs> I wasn't attracted to them because they didn't have an honoring spirit. And they were all about, one day, I'm going to be the next Joyce Meyer. And I'm going to be, I'm like, that's great. <laughs> but I'm looking for somebody who's called, but who's called to help me. And the thing, I, there's many things I love about Adrian, but the thing that drew her to me the most was how I felt when we were together. Now, <clears throat> it was a given. I wasn't going to marry an ugly chick, so she was pretty. So that check, she had that going for her, but that's not enough. Because how many know life happens, we all get older, and, you know, wrinkles and et cetera, et cetera, although that hasn't happened to you yet, babe, that's great. But point being is that what drew me to her... And when it does, there's a doctor for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you better show me the money. <laughs> all right. In the most honoring of ways. <laughs> I want to know what love is. Plastic surgery. All right. So anyway... Um, but how I felt around her is because she felt like she was called to me, and she was called to help me. And you may notice that in re am I still on your thunder? I don't want to, but in recent times, she's written books and all these things, but that's after 25 years of helping me in ministry, and I'm pushing her, saying, hey, you write these books, and people want to hear you speak on this topic of of mental health and how to choose to have a happy life anyway and how to get through relationships that have been hurtful. And so I'm pushing her to do these things. And um, But even though she does all these things, you know, she wrote a book that's done quite well, uh, her first book, uh, Happy Anyway, and every dollar that she's earned from that book, has she's put it right back into our missions organization. She hasn't taken a dollar of that. So even though she's doing her own thing, it still supports 
my thing. My, you know, and I hadn't asked her to do that. Uh, but that's just the kind of heart that, of honor that she has. All right, you better talk. I'm going to get emotional. Oh, <laughs> keep talking. You never cry. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. So, but you know, you know, ladies, the thing about the key to his heart is, is, is just that honor, just like the key right. to your heart is love. And, and like he said, there are no victims in Ephesians 5 that we were talking about. And, you know. We never discuss who's the boss in our house. Right. Because we know the boss is Jesus. Yes, yes. And I know she defers to me, but she also knows that I'm going to sacrificially love her yeah. no, no matter what. So. Um, so I, I guess what I was, what I'm trying to say here is, you know, I wasn't a great picker of guys in high school. Amen. I'm, it's just, but by the grace of God that I got such an amazing man because Stop it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I know like I would pray because I, in relationships, I always would love God more than whoever I was dating. And I would be praying and, and thinking, you know, I could change them or whatever and that they would come along and. And that they would maybe love me enough to really love God and just whack. You know what, women? That's whack. Don't do that. Don't it do doesn't it. work. That's going to land you in a lifetime of disappointment. Yeah. Okay? So don't do that. Thank God I finally saw the light. And I and I started praying. What, 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 if you're, what if somebody's already there, though? Well, if you're already there, you know, God is so good right. at turning things around for good. Yes. That he He can still, um, he can. And, and that happens happened um i've seen that happen over and over yes. in in situations even in family and and friends and here at the church right. where women would believe god for their husbands yes. maybe they did go ahead and get into that situation <clears throat> and then um and then the rest of their life they you know that you can believe god for your husband and, and he can change and turn Absolutely. And, and serve the lord for sure so because don't give up on that respect and i'll let you get back to your yeah. thought but respect is so powerful in a man's world that ladies you can honor and respect That's your husband good. that it will draw him to god just like uh, it says that women of old they respected and without a word they drew their husbands into a closer relationship with christ yes and so you can Pray them in, and you can honor them into the kingdom. And we have ladies in our church that have done that. Yes. So how did you get your picker fixed? But if you're single, you just just stop that behavior right now and start praying like I did for a man who loves God more than you do. And I found him, and or he found me. But but he loves God um, more than I. I mean, I, and that sounds weird. And I have grown to. I feel like we both just love God. Fiercely now, and but he, I just never have to wonder um, about about our relationship because I just know that even if he does, you know, you don't fall in and out of love, by the way. Right. And but if he, it, but but feelings do come and go. Sure. And there have been seasons in our marriage where maybe I didn't feel in love with him, or he didn't feel in love with me. And, but I know that I, you know, you don't please God except through faith. Mm. And in those moments, we both by faith chose to love each other. Yeah. And, and when you have someone who loves God and God is the boss in your, in your home, 
uh, or relationship of any kind, then you can work through anything because then you can talk about anything. There's humility. There's love, Mm -hmm. perfect love that that casts out fear. Because so many times in relationships, Mm. when you get into real trouble, Mm. it's because you're afraid of of things. Yeah. And a lot of times you're afraid to say, well, I don't want to talk about that subject with my spouse. I mean, I'm trying to avoid that subject. Right. But... But if you're not you can, trying to hide something. But you can come to a place where you can even talk about difficult things and you can know that, well, because she's going to honor and respect me anyway and I'm going to love her anyway no matter what, then we can talk even about this. And there might be times when you're talking about it, you think, okay, you know what, let's just let's back off of that for a little while. We both need a reprieve. Uh, but uh, having said that, it, it's honor is the key to unlock your husband's heart. Mm. I'll just say this, that uh, yesterday I experienced something that was difficult for me to experience, and the way my wife responded and treated me in such a way of honor, it, it, um, it's what I needed. And had she not, I didn't know how she was going to respond, but had she not responded with respect and honor, then it could have gone a totally different direction, but and it wasn't something between us, but it was just something that happened uh, on the out exterior. But she honored me through that, and man, it just it just filled. Here, here's what I'm trying to say: is that a man's heart will open up to a woman that honors him. Yeah, and a woman's heart will open up to a man that honor uh, that loves her. Yeah. Talk about because, the thing. you know, another <clears throat> situation yesterday, I mean, these are two different situations <clears throat> just yesterday. So whatever it is you're going through, you know, we all go through stuff. Sure. And in a different situation, we're talking about something, and, and he said something that kind of stung and kind of um, opened up a wound, a wound inside of me. Hmm. And I kind of went off a little bit. <laughs> And, and, but he loved me through that conversation and it was, uh, and you know, and we navigated through that and with our hearts continually staying open to each other, if that makes sense. And so, you know, if you're in a relationship or you've ever been in a relationship, you know that it's not that easy to navigate those waters all the time. Yeah. But love, perfect love casts out fear. And 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 you can get to a place just like we did two different times about mm-hmm. two different situations yesterday. Yeah. And and we ended up, you know, hearts toward each other and, and it was all great. Yep. Um and so but we you know life is filled with difficulties. Yeah. And you have to have somebody <laughs> that you can get through those difficulties with and and on the same team. So um let's talk about the scientific side of this. Research shows that um men that are most attractive to women are sacrificial in nature. They did a survey, and they asked women, when are men most attractive to you? And the number one answer in this survey was when they are doing housework. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was going to say, you know, when our chest is hanging out, and <laughs> we got our sweat, I mean, our muscle shirt on, and no, not even close. It's when, they're do- when we're washing dishes or whatever. because well, so. we feel loved, because we know you don't want to be doing that. You know, right. you know, we know you don't, you're, you, that's not like what you just thought, woke up that day <laughs> thinking, oh, I can't wait to wash dishes or especially do laundry. He hates laundry. Ooh. 
And so I don't that, mind washing it. It's the folding it. That's, <laughs> it's like, so. But he will wash a dish, and I'm like, ooh, wow. <laughs> I mean, like, you know. So, <laughs> so guys, you are just one clean house away from the night of your dream. So. <laughs> Tell them the study about the sweat. Right, That's you, a, okay, don't go all into the it. The University of Pennsylvania did a study on the effects gross, of male amazing. perspiration on women. And so they got these women to volunteer, and they put male sweat on the upper lip. Now, they didn't tell them it was male sweat, or they wouldn't have done it, right? Uh, and some researchers died in the making of this, so oh, we appreciate their sacrifice. But anyway, unless I can't, that's not true. But they put male sweat on the upper lips of, of these women to monitor their response and to see what parts of their brain lit up and all this. So here's what they said, that when that happened, women got relaxed, they got happy, they got romantic, and they got sexual. And so... What that study kind of makes me think about is when What does Kevin's that study make you think about? <laughs> Not what you think. <laughs> but no, like, so he'll go, you know, this is, a, this is probably one of the biggest problems in our marriage. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. He gets haircuts like every other week, first of all. Once a month. Which is also a problem in our budget. But because he goes to fancy, ho- fancy, you know, I go, I'll go to Supercuts and he goes to the salon. But anyway, the... Um, this is free therapy for me right now. No. So, but he goes and gets his hair cut all the time. And he's like, well, it's a month. And he's like, and I don't notice. She never it, notices my it haircut. It never changes. Ever. It just always looks the same. I woke up like this. And he, but, but he'll go like, is my hair messy? Like if we're going somewhere and I like, I love his hair when it's messy. Like to me, messy hair on a guy is sexy. And so like, it's just, or like when, you know. Or he'll he'll come in the house. He's been outside working or something in the yard, you know, twice a year. And no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He does a few more times than that. (laughs) But he'll come in and his hat will be backwards. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so he looks so good. I love a hat on backwards. And then like set his little curls coming out. (laughs) Anybody got a hat? I can more. So, but but again, it's kind of goes with this sweat. If you think about it, think back to high school, or if you have kids in high school, you'll see this. I have kids that play soccer, and they come off the soccer field, and they're bleeding, you know, and these guys are sweaty, and they're just, oh, and you see their girlfriends, oh, they're just like, oh, you played so good. They don't mind hugging that big old sweaty boy because they just want them to know that they're I supported, they so and they just, yeah, you know, they want to support their hard work, and and they're just, and the and the boys are like, yeah, you know, I just, you know, I just won that game for you, baby, and. So so, you know, but there's just something we're made. Women, yes. we're made to support. Women are made to be attractive to a man that's sacrificial. Yes. That works for the embetterment of the woman. Yes. And it were, and, and, and this may sound a little old-fashioned, but this isn't like the woman is lesser. It's, it's, it's that you're to love the doesn't scripture say to love us as the weaker vessel not that we are right. the weaker vessel but as because you know to honor you as the weaker yes vessel. and so it's just it's it's just beautiful when when you when there's that give and take because here's it the deal goes back to last week sowing and reaping yes intimacy is the prize of marriage if you're taking notes write that down if you're not taking notes Write that down. down. Intimacy is the prize of marriage, which is why you should reserve intimacy for marriage. But uh, you cannot be intimate with someone until your heart is open to them. 
but you're not going to open your heart to someone that, 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 that's not going to be, that's going to be threatening to your most sensitive needs or areas of your life. You're going to be closed off because you're going to protect yourself. But here's what we're telling you today is that this, when I love her sacrificially, it opens her heart, even yeah. the sensitive areas. Yeah. And when she honors and respects me, it opens my heart to her, to even to my sensitive issues that I, I, I keep guarded, that I don't yeah. open up to anybody about. Yeah. And so uh, we're giving you a key today, and it's, and it's counterintuitive. You're th- you might think, well, I'm not going to respect him. I'm, I'm not going to love her. Have not ever, after he did that. Or, or not, not after, after she, she talked to me like that. Yeah. No, there's, we used to watch uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. And, and so she, she said, you just, I just need a hug. And he was like, that's not huggable. And so sometimes they're not huggable. <laughs> used to, you know, especially about once a month. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they're not huggable. But that's when they need, that's when we have to be sacrificial, fellas. Good. And give them that non-sexual physical affirmation. Yeah. That's part of being a leader in your home. And that's what helps open their heart. What's next? What's next is? Um, I don't know. All right. Well, then, how about this? When the Bi- when the Bible tells women to honor their husbands and tells men to lay their lives down for their wife, yeah. God's not trying to be mean or put you down. He's trying to show you how to open your mate's yeah. heart to, yeah. to you. Yeah. So then, let me let me ask this: uh, Does doing that when you honor me does it make you more sensitive to what my actual needs are? When I honor you, does it make me more sensitive to what your needs are? Yes. When I honor you, then, and I see, it's, it, it goes back to that it's better to give than receive. Like, when, right. it's like when I honor you and see how much it means to you, yes. it just makes me want to do it more. Yeah. It makes me want to honor you more. Right. And to my hurt or own detriment, I will... I'm completely committed to meeting your need and taking care of you. And I see that. And, and I've told her that, that before that, hey, if I have to resign from the church and go work at Sam's and pass out samples to save our family, I'll do that. And I'm in it. Yeah. And there were some days that I wanted to do that. But, <laughs> uh, but point being is that I'm committed no matter what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet this sister's needs. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I, I have seen this man just be betrayed. I have seen him uh, just just walk through things that would crush most people. And, and I have so much honor for you because you stand strong and you, you keep loving and you keep being kind right in the face of betrayal and right in the face of unfaithfulness. And over the years, we've been doing ministry for all these years, and there's a lot of people that come and a lot of people that go. And there's just a lot, um, you know, when you deal, what we do is, is we're a hospital for the hurting right? and, you know, hurting people hurt people and you try to help people and they bite you as you're trying to feed them. Sheep bite. And, and, and I've seen, (laughs) and so. But they got little teeth, so it's not a big deal. So I just, you know, I honor that in you because you, uh, you've. You take a licking and keep on ticking, <laughs> and so and, I, and it's very honorable. And she's told me that she feels like that God put me in her life to help bring wisdom and perspective that, that she needs, and that just—I mean—that just makes me feel good, you know. 
And, of course, I feel the same way about her. But in conclusion, um, I want to share one more verse with you, and, it, and it's this. Uh, and it's first Timothy, Second Timothy, rather, uh, 1.7. Second Timothy 1.7, and it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. I mean, you know, that will not work long-term in a marriage. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of what? Love, power, power and a sound or disciplined mind, mind yeah. right? And so this will uh, divorce-proof, affair-proof, rust-proof your marriage. Love and respect, honor and love. I will love you unconditionally, and you will respect me unconditionally. You don't have to earn my love, and I don't have to earn your respect. And, you know, culture doesn't teach us that. Culture says you only respect what's respectable. And that's not fair to guys. You know, our culture has like really, if you just watch sitcoms or if you watch commercials even, if you watch much TV at all, it's just man bashing. It's tons of man bashing. And and it's just sick because, and it's stupid really, women, because when we are the wind beneath their wings, they fly so high. And all they want, all a really good man with good character wants is to make us women happy happy. And if we wouldn't make it so difficult for them, <laughs> you know, the the world would probably just be a better place just with that one little tweak. Mm-hmm. And and so women, you know, I encourage you to be happy um, on your own and stop looking to, to your man as mm-hmm. your source of happiness and look to right. him as your source. And, and when you're happy anyway, <laughs> I don't mean to say that, but uh, like that, uh, but it it's just, it makes you attractive to him. It does. And so, yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Take your mate by the hand. And if you're single, wants you to pray this for your future mate by faith. And if your mate's not here, you just pray it for them. Uh, even though they're not here, if you're watching us online, please join in right now. So we're going to start off. I want all the men to repeat after me. All the men, I want you to say this. Say, Lord, I repent for not being the leader of my home, for not serving my wife. Ladies, I want you to pray this. Lord, I repent for dishonoring my husband. Everybody, let's all say this together. Say, I ask you, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to help us. To help us implement the wisdom. Implement the wisdom of Ephesians five. Of Ephesians five. Help us to create. Help us to create a lasting attraction. A lasting attraction to one another. To one another by using the key. By using the key that opens our spouse's heart. That opens our spouse's heart. Teach me to use. Teach me to use that key. That key in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And while we're praying, would you just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed today? If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, that is the ultimate key to having a life that works and a, a life that brings glory and honor to God and satisfaction to you. So if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you're watching us online today, pray this prayer of salvation with us all right now. Join us as we say this. Say, dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father, I call on the name of Jesus. I call on the name of Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my sin. Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus, you are my Lord. From this moment forward. From this moment forward. I may not be perfect. I may not be perfect. But I'm perfectly yours. But I'm perfectly yours. Save me now in Jesus' name. Save me now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we rejoice in you, with you that you just yes. took a great step in the right direction. Good job. Amen. There's a party going on in heaven.